Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, April the 11th, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Mariah Carey, T.J. Miller, D.J. Khaled, Carly B., and Kate Goslin, and as well as a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. So my uncle calls and he says he's dizzy and he's losing his balance. So I'm like, oh, do you want me to take you to a doctor? He's like, no, I'm going to look up the symptoms. I said, your symptoms are you're dizzy and you're losing your balance. So he said, I can't get on the internet because my arm is numb. I said, well, use your good arm and dial 911. Stroke's no joke. Dial 911. I'm lost is brain lost. Seriously, dial 911. Visit strokesnojoke.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S. 
G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 49 degrees. And before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone line, that's on the chat room. Thank you for joining me here again on this Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Tune in every Wednesday as I broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. here on BTR. Uh, this one makes marks our eighth anniversary here on Block Talk Radio. So I want to go back and thank and remember all the people who have been, who've been there from the very beginning to tune in and listen in. Thank you for your support. And if you're still listening to the show and you've been there from the very beginning, I, I, I applaud you. You, you, you. I thank you for all your support. Well, this week uh, we're going to be talking about Miss Mariah Carey. Well, she has finally revealed that she has a mental disorder. She has finally decided to come out and tell us that she has been diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder since 2001. I'll tell you more about it. Also, this week we're going to be talking about T.J. Miller. He was arrested by the feds for making a 911 call, and I'll tell you what that call was about. D.J. Kelly is um, is in the hot seat. He violated the law for a snapshot video, a Snapchat video, rather. I'll tell you what it was. And Miss Kate Gosselin. Is she going back to reality TV? Well, it looks like she's set to start on a new TLC reality series, and I'll tell you what that series is. So um, so without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we wasn't here. I wasn't here last week. Uh, It was spring break, and I went out of town for some much-needed R&R. So uh, it was much needed. I tell you, I feel much more well-rested. You know, you have to get that rest in. And you also got to, if you can afford it and have the chance to get out of the city, you know, get out from the hustle and bustle for a little bit because it, it, it makes a world of a difference. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to find out if, you know, I, I was thinking about, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was thinking about, you know, uh, I wanted to expand uh, the listenership of my show, and I wanted to expand the show on, um, I think, uh, either uh uh, I forgot the name that already. I was thinking about a speaker, and I was also uh, thinking about another uh, site where I can uh, post the show so we can get more listeners to come in and listen to the show. But uh, I'll let you know about it on uh, social media, so make sure you tune in. Um, this week, uh, Mariah Carey has finally decided to come forward about the mental illness she's been suffering for years. The legendary singer told People Magazine this week that she was diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder in 2001 and has been in constant fear of being exposed, but is now hopeful that the stigma can finally be lifted. The Long Island native was diagnosed in 2001 after being hospitalized for an emotional and physical breakdown at the time. 
Now, in August of 2001, Carrie, who was 31 at the time, had canceled her upcoming appearances and checked herself into an undisclosed hospital where she was placed under psychiatric care. And at the time, she had just signed a multi-million dollar deal with Virgin Records and ahead of the debut of her film, Glitter. However, Carrie said she only recently started to receive a treatment after a difficult few years. Now, on New Year's Eve 2017, Carrie famously flubbed on live television and faced much backlash. The disastrous performance followed the well-known diva split from fiancé James Packer just two months prior, her Las Vegas residency, which was just coming to an end at the time, and her volatile relationship were all documented on her reality series, Mariah World. Mariah World aired from December 4, 2016 to January 29, 2017. Bipolar 2 disorder has symptoms of periods of depression and hypomania, which include persistent, elevated, or irritable moods, as well as sleeplessness. Bipolar 1 sufferers have full manic episodes, whereas 2 sufferers only experience hypomania for a short period of time. And Carrie, who is now 48, she told people that she initially thought she had a severe sleep disorder because of her nonstop working. The hero singer now tells the mag that she is in a good place, and that's why she felt it was time to come forward. And also, too, because of who she is, uh, this is a great platform for her because now people who follow her, who idolize her, who love her music, who are fans of her, who have the same problem, you know, she could be an excellent spokesperson, and it's a great platform to let her fans or people out there know that you're not the only one and that you shouldn't be ashamed and that you should, uh, you know, let people know that this is what's going on. But, I know, I can understand that, you know, when she first got the diagnosed that she was in denial. Like, you know, I can understand, you know, she being that, you know, keeping it under wraps because of the stigma behind it and who she is, this legendary, this bigger-than-life pop star. And, uh, you know, because, you know, people get afraid. People get, um, how should I say it, they get a little um, in, uh, intimidated when they hear uh, people with this kind of disorder, like, oh, is she going to bug out next? What's she going to do? But I think this is an excellent platform for Mariah to come out, maybe do a PSA or maybe just be a spokesperson because she has this di- uh, uh, disorder and uh, and just like other celebrities, you know, Tony Braxton, you know, she has lupus. Uh, she's a spokesperson for the Lupus Foundation. You know, this will be an excellent platform for her to, you know, put it out there to let, you know, fans and people all over the world feel that you shouldn't be ashamed and isolated. I'm going through this with you, so... I think it would be an excellent platform for her. Uh, Deadpool star and comic T.J. Miller was arrested by federal law enforcement authorities after making a 911 call of a false bomb threat from an Amtrak train. And this is according to the United States Attorney Office in Connecticut. They stated this on yesterday, April 10th. 
He was arrested here in New York at LaGuardia Airport on Monday night, April 9th. Now, according to the Department of Justice press release, the 36-year-old actor made the call in New Jersey on March 18th. He reported that he saw a female passenger who had brown hair and wore a scarf hiding a bomb in her bag on Amtrak train 2256 which he was on he also stated that the train traveled from washington to penn station in new york city now law enforcement alerted amtrak leading them to disrupt the service an amtrak official then stopped the train at green farm station in westport connecticut the official ordered all passengers to evacuate and then the bomb squad that the members the bomb squad members they searched the train and after a long search no evidence of any explosive material was found after the search, an investigator called a comic who was already in New York. Miller state that he had actually been on a different train, Amtrak train 2258. He also rectified the previous information, saying that the woman actually had red hair and wore a red scarf. According to him, she carried a black bag carry-on suitcase with a handle, and when train 2258 arrived at Green Farm Station shortly after, it was stopped and searched. However, the alleged bomb was also not found. Now, during the stop, Amtrak officers interviewed an attendant from the first-class car where the actor had been sitting. The attendant, uh, he stated that Miller appeared intoxicated upon boarding in Washington, and he consumed multiple drinks on the train. The attendant also advised that Miller had been involved in a hostile exchange with a woman who was sitting in a direct, in a direct row from him, and federal criminal uh, complaints further alleged that the call stemmed from Miller's grudge against the subject female. Miller was charged with unintentionally in, in conveying to law enforcement false information about an explosive device on a train, and on Tuesday, April 10th, he appeared before a U.S. district judge in New Haven, he was released on a $100,000 bond. The charge carries a maximum term of imprisonment of five years. And DJ Khaled was shocked to learn he had violated federal law when he posted a Snapchat video of himself pouring Belair sparkling wine and Ciroc vodka over his Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. The larger-than-life personality reportedly scrambled over the weekend to delete a slew of the booze-related social media posts after consumer watchdog group Truth in Advertisement started raising concerns. Now, Callie uh, also recommended that Ciroc, he also re- recommended Ciroc with homemade cookies. He recommended Ciroc in a slushy style, Ciroc at lunch, dinner, in the shower. And, of course, the group was fumed in a March 29th letter to Callie's attorney. Now, according to Tina.org, which is the Truth in Advertisement uh, Agency, they conducted a 10-month investigation into Callie's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat posts. And this is what they said, quote, There is every reason to believe that at least a substantial minority of Callie's followers are under the age of 21, unquote. And by failing to disclose that he had a, he he's a paid pitch man for the booze brand, Callie violated federal trade commission law as well as the social media company's policies forbidding alcohol ads aimed at teenagers. And over the weekend, Callie removed some of the offending posts from his feed and added hashtag AD to other posts to avoid the FTC probe. Wow. 
and it's official. Cardi B is pregnant. The Bronx-born star showed off the baby bump that she had been trying so hard to conceal on Saturday Night Live. A slow pan of the camera during Cardi's second performance of the night revealed her worst-kept secret through a tight-fitting wedding dress after months of her favorite loose-fitting clothes to hide her belly. The 25-year-old artist teased viewers early in the episode of crossing her legs successfully hiding her abdomen during a cameo in a digital short with SNL cast member A.D. Reinitz. Now, but when she took the stage for the second time to sing, be careful, all was revealed. Uh, Cardi celebrated the big reveal by proclaiming that she was finally free in a video shot backstage after her performance, and she shared it on Instagram. She also referenced her future child in a tweet early Sunday morning. The star fiancé, Migos rapper Offset, also expressed his excitement at the couple's growing family with a photo of him and Cardi holding hands on Twitter. And Cardi had covered up her bump for her first SNL performance of the night in a feathery get-up that hit her belly. Uh, she she had done the she had done the same type of performance the night before during a Miami nightclub performance, opting instead for a bulging pink dress to cover her body. And speaking of Cardi B, she talked candidly about uh, her butt injections. Uh, she said that she received the butt injections from a woman in Queens who later had a patient die on the operating table. The rap- she, she revealed this in a new interview. The illegal operation with Carly got was about four years ago, and she it, it took place in the woman's apartment basement, and it cost her about $800. Now, Carly was about 21 at the time. She turned to a filler injection because she was too thin to undergo another procedure that required liposuction. She also said that she intended to go back to the woman for a follow-up procedure, but that proved to be impossible. She did not reveal the identity of the woman who gave her the uh, the injections, but multiple, multiple people had died in New York in recent years due to unlicensed real in injections, including Kelly Mayhew, who received silicone injection in a Queens basement in 2015. Now, the uh, at the time, Cardi was working as a stripper. And when she got the procedure done, she said she had wanted a larger backside because she felt it would help her career and because a man had cheated on her with a woman who had a large behind. And, um, you know, Carly, she exploded into the spotlight last year with her hit song, Bodak Yellow, and she recently released her latest album, Invasion of Privacy. She also revealed her pregnancy over the weekend, again on Saturday Night Live, but you know, I gotta say, you know, because uh, you know, another uh, uh, artist, K. Michelle, she got those button injections also, but she hers was legal. But just recently, she took hers out, and she said the reason why she got some uh, got her behind done was because it was the it thing. It was trendy. Everybody wanted to have that big behind, you know. Uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, uh, Beyonce, she's got the you know the backside, but she hers is more natural. But everybody wanted to get that big booty, and you know it's so funny because I remember looking at some uh, old videos, some '90s videos, and I remember my daughter, and I think I had said this on the show, 
my daughter was looking at the music video, and she was saying, um, she said, Mommy, she said, wow, the, the girls in the videos have normal bodies. They look, you know, they, they're beautiful, but they have normal bodies, their proportion. And I said, yeah, that was when, you know, back then, you know, it was more about just, the, you know, everybody was beautiful just the way they are. Now, all of a sudden, the latest trend, everybody, you know, to, for the, to the Kardashians, uh, Tiny, again, Cardi B, Nikki, they all getting these, K. Michelle, they all getting these big butts because they think it looks attractive. And I'm going to be honest with you, they really don't look attractive if it's not proportioned to your body. Uh, I thought K. Michelle and Tiny was the worst because they're, they're petite women, and it just did not it just did not go with their bodies because of their petite frames. So I thought, it, you, I mean, you can tell it, it was fake. It looked fake. So... Right now, we have here 20 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. If you can't listen to the show in its entirely, you can always go back and listen to the show on our uh, through the archives here on BTR. You can also check out the show on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. You can also uh, check it out on our Facebook page, and you can also check us out on iTunes as well. Kate Gosselin is set to star on a new TLC reality series, Kate Plus Date, that's centered on her search to get this to find love eight years after her divorce. Now, Gosselin rose to fame over a decade ago in the TLC series John and Kate Plus Eight, which chronicled her and her former husband, John Lives, as they parented eight children. The series was rebranded as Kate Plus Eight in 2010 after Gosselin, 43, split from her husband. Now, Gosselin first gave birth to twins Kara and Maddie in 2000 and has sex tuplets in 2004. Her oldest kids celebrated their 18th birthday in October, and the reality star says her children growing up inspired her to do the new series, which premieres sometime this fall. The original John and Kate Plus A was a revelation when it first premiered in 2007, but interest waned towards the end of the show initial run. The series went on a lengthy break in 2011, but returned for a new season in 2015, with several new episodes airing in 2016 and 2017 as well. And an outdoor extravaganza that's a mashup between a music festival and lecture series boasts its most wide-ranging lineup yet when it returns to New York this summer. It's called the Ozzy Fest 2018. It's back for a third consecutive year, and it will feature performances, panels, and demonstrations by big names like Common, Chelsea Handler, Laverne Cox, Martha Stewart, and more July 21st to the 22nd in Central Park. Now, personalities like Scott Rogoski, comedian host of the HQ Trivia app and game, and Roxine Gay, who wrote the Bad Feminist essay collection, will also be there. The theme of this year's festival is See Beyond, which Watson described as a way for people to expand from their social media circles. After attracting more than 5,000 attendees at last year's single-day festival with a lineup that include people like Samantha B, uh, Jeff Bush, Katie Couric, Isla, Isla Ray. 
the Aussie Fest will expand for, for two days in 2018. Sanaa Lathan, Tate Diggs, Michelle Wolf, Steven Pinker, uh, uh, Salman Rushdie, Malcolm Gladwell, and the band Group Love and Young the Giants are also on the lineup with more addition promise in the coming months. Tickets to the Aussie Fest 2018 will be available for a limited purchase starting Sunday. And with Migos, Walk It, Talk It, rising from number 15 to number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts this week, feature artist Drake has inched up a slot in the race for the most top 10 among solo males. The track marks Drake's 24th Hot 100 Top 10, breaking him out of the fifth place tied with Paul McCarthy for the most top 10 among male soloists. Michael Jackson topped the list with 29 top 10, followed by Stevie Wonder with 28, Elton John with 27, and Elvis Presley with 25. Following Drake in 6th and 7th place are McCartney with 24 and Jay-Z with 21. The Canadian rapper also appeared headed for a Presley-tying 25th top 10 on next week's Hot 100 with his, new track, with his new track, Nice For What, which was released last Friday, April 6th. And according to industry sources, the track on Young Money, Cash Money, Republic Records drew over 20 million U.S. streams and sold over 40,000 downloads in its first three days. Based on that fast out-of-the-gate response, the song should make a top ten, perhaps the top five debut on this next week's Billboard Hot 100 chart dated April 21st, which blends streaming, airplay, and sales data, and this is according to the Nelson Music. And beyond the career top ten, Drake boasts the most overall Hot 100 uh, entries among solo acts, male and female. 161 to be exact, and it's still the mo and 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 still um, Drake's mo- milestone, which I'm going to play later on in the show. God plan it leads the Hot 100 for 11th week, passing his 2016 hit One Dance, featuring Wizkid and Kyla for its longest reign. God plan is also the first single to spend its first 11 weeks of the Hot 100 at number one. Since Elton John Candle in the Wind in 1997, Something About the Way You Look Tonight, which logged its first 14 weeks on the chart at the summit in 1997 to 98. And on Tuesday, funny man Tracy Morgan, congratulations to him. He was honored with his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Morgan, who stars on Saturday, who starred on Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock, has his star ceremony go down next to the snazzy W Hollywood Hotel on Hollywood Boulevard. And on hand to help celebrate Morgan getting his award were fellow funny man Martin Lawrence and Jordan Peele, uh, the co-creator of The Last OG. And Morgan's new show, uh, which is his new show on TNT. Now, during the ceremony, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce also proclaimed Tuesday as Tracy Morgan Day in Hollywood. Morgan spent like seven years on SNL from 1996 to 2003 and then starred in his own television show, The Tracy Morgan Show, for one season. Tracy Morgan began appearing on television in Martin Lawrence's show, Martin, in 1994. Remember, he was Hustle Man. <laughs> Yeah, he really, really stole the show when it came to Hustle Man. Uh, right now we have uh, 26 minutes. Wow. 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up in the uh, next half hour, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Terminator is going to be back. Uh 
the new movie is going to be set to reboot the franchise, which was initially set to be released on July 26, 2019. But Paramount Pictures has now pushed it back. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, Tanya Harding is ready for a big return. The former Olympian is scheduled to join season 26 of Dancing with the Stars. I'll tell you more about it. Also, Daniel Craig confirms that he will reprise his role as James Bond in the upcoming Bond 25 movie. I'll tell you more about it. And former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama, we found out that uh, after long speculation whether or not they were going to be attending the upcoming royal wedding for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, well, we found out that they're not attending. I'll tell you the latest. And also, Nicki Minaj is coming back. She just finally, she's returned back with some new music. She's releasing two new singles tomorrow. So get ready, you Nicki Minaj fans. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so stay tuned. Yeah. 
Number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 27 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, I before we went to the music break, I was telling you that the Terminator will be back four months later than it was originally planned to be. The new movie, which is set to reboot the franchise, was initially set to be released on July 26, 2019, but Paramount Pictures have now pushed it back to November 22, 2019. On the same date, the Terminator reboot will face off an untitled Fox Marvel superhero feature. Other major releases in the month include Frozen this uh the which uh which was the original was out in twenty thirteen the and the bond twenty five now Arnold Schwarzenegger, who has been playing the uh title or character since nineteen eighty four the Terminator is set to reprise his role for the sixth film. The studio, however, said that the delay of the movie release is not related to the actor's open heart surgery last week. Linda Hamilton, who originally played Sarah Connor, will also return for the reboot. Meanwhile, the original Helmer, James Cameron, is back as producer. Blade Runner 2049 actress Mackenzie Davis was recently added to the cast, but her role is not announced. Deadpool director Tim Miller is on board to direct. The plot of the reboot is under wraps, but it will reportedly center on a battle between man and machine. Cameron also said that the film will be a direct sequel to The Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And The Purge, the TV series, is slowly taking shape, slowly taking shape. The upcoming Sci-Fi and USA Network series, which is a spinoff to James DeMonico's successful film franchise, had added three more actors as series regulars. Joining the cast is Lily Simmons, Hannah Emily Anderson, and Lee Turgidson. Now, Simmons, who credits include Ray Donovan, is tapped to play Lilla. The character is described as a young, rich, and rebellious woman who refused to fit in with a pro-Purge socialite crowd. Meanwhile, Anderson from the New Mutants will be playing a character named Jenna. She's an anti-purge and devoted to charitable causes who is accustomed to locking down on purge night. Her choice to venture out for the first time leads to an encounter with violence that forces her to deal with deep truths about herself and her marriage. And Turgidson from the show Odd will portray Joe, an armored mass and seemingly ordinary man. He drives through town and intervenes acts of purge violence while listening to the tap lecturer of a motivational life coach. The trio will be joining the previous announced cast, including Gabriel Shavaria, Jessica Garza, Amanda Warren, and Colin Waddell. 
Chaveria uh, and Garza are set to play a brother and sister who are caught up in a purge-worshipping cult. Hailing from indie studio Bloomhouse Television and Universal Cable Production, the new series will be offering a new take on the Purge movie series, which is about the a, the one day each year when murder and mayhem is legalized. Movie creator DeMonico, he oversees the TV series. In addition, he will be serving as executive producer alongside longtime partner Sebastian LaMercer. The Purge TV series reportedly is scheduled to be released close to the release of the movie's next installment, The First Purge, in July. And Tanya Harden is ready for a big return. The former Olympian scheduled to join season 26 of Dancing with the Stars. The first ever all-athlete season will see Harden competing for a Mirrorball trophy against fellow athletes like Adam Rippon and Jamie Anderson. Now, Harden had been in the spotlight following the release of the movie I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie. The 47-year-old former pro skater was known for her scandal involving fellow figure skater and rival Nancy Carrington at the 1994 Winter Olympics, where her ex-husband hired men to hit Kerrigan in the knee. Her joining the ABC dancing competition show follows Kerrigan's stunt when she competed in season 24 of Dancing with the Stars. Kerrigan, however, was eliminated in the seventh episode. And as for Rapon, it has been long speculated that the American sweetheart will be joining the show. And when asked about the possibility of competing on the show, the 28-year-old athlete said, quote, if the opportunity came about, I think it would be fun, unquote. The The 2016 U.S. National Champion winner added that he wanted somebody who can keep up with his quick whips whoever that woman may be for his professional partner and alongside Rapon Anderson is one of the athletes who draws attention during the 2018 Winter Olympics she was one of the first female snowboarders to win back-to-back gold medals for women's snowboard slope style. ABC declined to comment on the report though the official lineup for the upcoming new season will be revealed on Friday, April 13th, which is this Friday, on an episode of Good Morning America. And Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has been renewed for another season, but while it's great news for fans, it turned out that the upcoming fourth season of the CW series will be the last season before the comedy wraps up its story. Star and creator Rachel Bloom shared on her Twitter account that season four will be the final season of the musical series. Now, while... The CW declined to comment on the report. Bloom previously said that the season four would be a happy season. She said that in the new season, her character Rebecca and other characters will find out what truly makes them happy. It also starred Vincent Rodriguez III, Donna Lynn Chaplin, Peter Gardner, Velta Lavelle, Gabriel Ruiz, and David Hull, and Scott Michael Foster. Crazy ex-girlfriend followed Rebecca Bunch as she stalked an ex-boyfriend from New York to West Covina, California. She later winds up being embroiled in a ridiculous level of drama. And in addition to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the CW hands out renewals to a bunch of its shows. Supernatural is renewed for a 14th season, marked the longest-running show on the network history. Joining Supernatural is the renewal card of all five of Greg Berlanti's superhero dramas, Arrow, the Flash, Supergirl, DC Legends of Tomorrow, and Black Lightning. 
Arrow has been picked up for the seventh season, while The Flash is renewed for a fifth season. Both Supergirl and Legend of Tomorrow are slated to return for a fourth season, and meanwhile, freshman shows like Black Lightning is renewed for a sophomore season. And Riverdale is also renewed for season three, while Dynasty joined Black Lightning as the freshman show to get a renewal. Jane the Virgin, on the other hand, scored a season five renewal. And a docu-series centered on Lorena Bobbitt is coming with Jordan Peele serving as executive producer. The series, which is set to air on Amazon, will be chronicling the nation's ongoing issue with domestic and sexual assault. The network announced on Thursday that it had greenlit Lorena. They they had announced this last Thursday. The four four part series will delve into the notorious case of Lorena Bobbitt, who made headlines after cutting off her husband John's penis back in 1993. Bobbitt said that she did that to defend herself as John raped her. The jury eventually decided that Bobbitt could not be held responsible. Josh Rolfe is tapped to direct the docuseries. When Rosenfeld, meanwhile, joins Peel to executive produce for the latter Money Key Paw, a Monkey Key Paw production. Lorena reframes uh, Lorena Bobbitt's story around issues of sexism and domestic abuse and offers Prime members an exclusive new view into how America got her story wrong and maybe continue to get it wrong. Lorena will be the next project for Peel following his acclaimed thriller, Get Out, which won Best Original Screenplay at the 2018 Academy Awards. Peel other credits include TBS The Last OG, HBO's Lovecraft Country, and an upcoming reboot of The Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. As of now, Amazon has yet to set release date for Lorena. And Daniel Craig confirmed that he will reprise his role as Jane Bond in the upcoming Bond 25. The 50-year-old actor shared the news in an interview with AP Entertainment this week at the Opportunity Network charity auction. Slumdog Millionaire director Danny Boyle was reportedly going to direct the movie. However, Daniel refused to talk about the director's involvement in MGM and Eon Productions' movie. Daniel's appearance at the charity auction was to sell his personal Aston Martin. It's an iconic race car which appeared in Jane Bond films such as Goldfinger and Skyfall. He revealed that the proceeds from the sale would be donated to the Opportunity Network, which support underprivileged students in their quest for higher education. And when asked how much he wished the car would make, Daniel said, quote, as much as possible, unquote. Now back to Bond 25, there are several other actors who are reportedly returning to the movie. Naomi Harris is rumored to reprise her role as E. Moneypenny. Meanwhile, Ben Whishaw and Rory Kinnear are expected to return as Q and Tanner, respectively. The movie, which will begin the production at the end of the year, is due out November 8, 2019, in the United States. Right now we got 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take a, another music break, and when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Didn't shake this over there, now I'm popping. Hey, we gon' hold them on bottles. And 
whether or not former uh, President Barack and Michelle Obama will be attending the upcoming royal wedding for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. The answer is here. Despite the close friendship between the British Prince, I'm sorry, British Prince and the former U.S. President, it turned out that the Obamas are not among the expected 600 guests. A Kensington Palace spokesman said on Tuesday, yesterday, that it has decided that an official list of political leaders, both U.K. and international, is not required for Prince Harry and Miss Markle wedding. Her Majesty government was consulted on this decision, which was taken by the royal household. With that, it means that the president... Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump are also not invited to the May 19 wedding at Windsor Castle. Previously, it was reported that Harry wanted to invite Barack and Michelle 
and was causing a lot of nervousness in the whole U.K. government. They were poorly worried that it might cause tension or offend Trump if his predecessor snagged an invite when he did not. It is said that the guests are long-standing friends whom Harry and Meghan have known for years. Those in attendance will be people with, with uh, people who one or both of the couple has a existing direct relationship with. Although the Obamas are not invited to the nuptial, the source revealed that the couple is planning to pay a visit to them soon. Both the couples look forward to seeing each other, according to a source. Barack and Harry friendship is known to all with with them showing off their bromance while watching a wheelchair basketball match at the uh, Inviticus game in Toronto last year. And rumors have been swirling around that Gwen Stefani will head to Las Vegas for a residency, and it turned out to be true. The songstress confirmed on social media that she would be launching her residency called Just a Girl at the Zappos Theater in Planet Hollywood starting on June 27th. As of now, the residency consists of 25 days spread out from June 2018 through March 2019. It remains unknown if she will extend the dates in the future. Tickets will go on sale to the general public on Friday, April 13, at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. And in addition, Gwen had teamed with Live Nation and Caesar Entertainment to donate a dollar of every ticket purchased to the Cure for the Kids Foundation, a Las Vegas-based nonprofit organization which provides medical treatment to children facing a number of life-threatening conditions. A source told Entertainment Tonight that Gwen actually had considered heading to Las Vegas for a while, adding that she wanted to make sure her boyfriend, Blake Shelton, and her three sons were on board with it. And rejoice, guys, Nicki Minaj is finally returning to the music industry. After stepping out of the spotlight for months, the FEMC took to social media on April 10th to announce that she would be releasing two new singles tomorrow, Thursday, April 12th. Nikki also shared the cover art for the new song. The first single is titled Barbie Tings, and the cover art featured the rapture uh, donning a uh, Victorian gown while looking dismayed as she is surrounded by four women in matching masks. The second single is titled Chun Li, and the cover art sees you see Nikki sitting on a chair as she rocks like a string thong, knee highs, and a fur jacket, and her hair is styled like in a pair of uh, top buns. She accessorized the look with gold jewelry. It is said that the second single is likely inspired by a Street Fighter character named Chung Lee. And as for why Nikki chooses the character for her inspiration, it has been speculated that it's because she's a strong advocate for justice. Nikki herself is no stranger to advocating for equal rights, so it's no surprise that she chooses Chung Lee as her inspiration. And following the announcement, it didn't take too long for fans of the Anaconda hitmaker to flood the comment section of both posts with gushing remarks. The new song will be Nikki's first release in 2018. She was previously featured on Migos Motorsports along with fellow female MC Cardi B last year. It's unclear, though, whether the two songs will be included in her forthcoming album. She previously revealed in an interview that her next album would be a billion times more epic than anything and the condo could have delivered. And the original 2000 Disney movie star Lohan as a young girl who actually brings a Barbie-like doll, Eve, Banks to life instead of her dead mother. Banks first announced the sequel in 2014. 
and details have been trickling out slowly since then, but a script is in development, and the movie is scheduled for a Christmas premiere. The movie I'm talking about is Life Size. It starred Tyra Bank and Lizzie Lohan. And Tyra, she had teased that Life Size 2 may not be as kid-friendly as the original movie, uh, the original 2000 movie, Disney movie, that star Lohan is a young girl who accidentally brings this Barbie doll-like Eve, played by Tyra Banks, to life instead of, again, her dead mother. But she announced that the sequel in 2014 in detail has been trickling out slowly, and she said that... Uh, there is a script in development, and the movie is scheduled for a Christmas career. Now, the former model also teased that Life Side 2 may not be, again, kid-friendly, and uh, she wants Lindsay Lohan, she wants to bring her career back to life. The television personality revealed that she and Lohan are working to bring the actress back for the Life Side sequel in the works. Lohan has been hard-pressed for work lately with her most recent on-camera role coming as the spokeswoman for Lawyer.com. And Eve was saved by Janet Jackson after she was apparently drugged at a party. The Let Me Blow Your Mind singer recalled the experience on an episode of The Talk Tuesday where she said she believed someone put some sort of drug in her drink at an after party years ago. She said she knew what she was feeling was more than being drunk, and she began hysterically crying and was put in a room to calm down. Now, Eve, who had never met Janet Jackson prior to that night, said that the pop star became her guardian angel throughout the troubling experience. Uh, Eve said that she remembered turning around, looking at Janet Jackson, and she said that Janet said, quote, I got this, don't worry, relax, calm down. And, uh, and, and she said that she was so embarrassed because she didn't want Janet Jackson, she didn't want to be Janet Jackson like this. She said that she was she she's ugly when she's cries. She said she had snot coming out. She was really embarrassed. The talk host said that E definitely left an impression by meeting Jackson that way, and she was ultimately ultimately saved after the alleged drugging. That's why, ladies, when you're in the club, do not put your drink down for nothing. If you gotta go to the ladies' room. Get another drink. If you have your girlfriends with you, make sure she hold your drink and make sure she watch your drink. Matter of fact, tell her do not put the drink down because it's all. And and this I remember this from the nineties. When you go to the bars and the clubs, they tell you don't put your drink down because somebody can easily slip something in your drink, which cause you to be disoriented. Uh, next thing you know, you're waking up. And you're in a Bill Cosby situation. And I didn't, not to try to be joking about the situation, but you don't want to be in that situation. Videos from October surfaced on Tuesday of Tristan Thomas hooking up with two women at a hookah lounge in Washington, D.C., while his girlfriend, Khloe Kardashian, was three months pregnant. The black and white footage acquired by TMZ showed the Cleveland Cavalier power forward canoeing with the, the women on a couch, making out with one of them while the other pulled his head into her chest. 
Now, Kardashian and Thompson announced the pregnancy in December, but rumors began circulating as early as September that the reality star was expecting. The gossip site also spotted the NBA star entering his New York hotel on Sunday morning with a excuse me, with a female companion who left with an overnight bag. Kardashian is expected to give birth any day now to her first child, a daughter, and is reportedly waiting out the pre-labor in Cleveland. Her first husband, Lamar Odom, he cheated on her throughout their marriage, she revealed after the split. Thompson ex-girlfriend Jordan Cray, she gave birth to the couple's son in December of 2016, four months after he and Kardashian were set up on a blind date. Ladies, let me school you on one thing. And let's go back to what I was saying before. If you're dating and if you don't know this man, do... Keep your legs closed. I, I, I'm saying this because you got to know who you're dealing with. You can't be with a guy. Put it this way: if you, that's why I said people are not getting to know people long enough. If you're dating and you find out that this guy have four children from four different women, that's a red flag to run for the hills. Because if he's not there to take care of his kids or he's not he's going around town becoming a sperm donor, you need to run for the hills. Because you guess what? You're just gonna be the next woman carrying up his seed and he's moving on to the next one. This is terrible. And the thing is you know and and I don't want to stereotype athletes, especially, but the NBA has a reputation. Some of their players, not all, have a reputation of playing around, you know, because of who they are, women gravitating to them, hoping to get a sniff or whatever, a kiss or whatever, to, you know, put themselves, throw themselves in front of them, and they don't learn that lesson. And you that's how you trap them. That's how you, you, you open your legs and they say, you know, oh, I'm carrying such and such baby. Don't do it. Just don't do it. We got only two minutes left remaining in the show. Let me go through these stories real quick. Um, Black Panther has sunk to Titanic. Uh, the Marvel superhero has now surpassed the. It has sunk Titanic. I read it wrong. The, the Marvel superhero has now surpassed 665 million at the domestic box office, putting it ahead of James Cameron's 1997 flick and its 659.4 million gross income, without accounting for inflation. That total makes the Ryan Coogler directed movie the third highest grossing picture of all time, behind just The Force Awakens. That's Seven hundred sixty million and Avatar at nine hundred thirty-seven million. The wild success of Black Panther, starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, and Angela Bassett, had Marvel Studios co-president Kevin Feige talking about a sequel before the movie even hit theaters. By the end of March, Black Panther has passed the Avengers to become the highest-grossing superhero movie of all time. And in the era of reboots and revival, Jane Kraskowski said that even eyeing a return to 30 Rock, the Lorne Michael-created sitcom ran on NBC for seven seasons before wrapping up in January of 2013. It starred Kraskowski, Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, uh, Katrina Bowden, and the show follows the cast of the live sketch comedy show similar to Saturday Night Live. 
An overwhelming percentage of new shows on TV and streaming service are remakes of old classics, including Roxanne, The X-Files, Will and & Grace, and Fuller House. NBC Entertainment boss Bob Greenblatt even teased recently that the network is thinking about adding to its reboot rotation, hinting at the possibility of an office revival. And uh, television hottest shows are set to be honored at the Peabody Award next month. Among the 2017 nominations announced Tuesday are hits like Better Call Sal, Insecure, The Good Place, Legend, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Handmaid Tale, and One Day at a Time. The Peabody winners will be announced on May 19th at Cipriani's Wall Street in Manhattan. The event will be hosted by Daily Show correspondent Hassan Nijad. And a serious Taylor Swift fan was led to commit a crime in the name of love for the pop star this week. According to police in Ansonia, Connecticut, Bruce Rosley, 26, confessed to robbing a bank and then driving to Swift's home in Rhode Island where he decided to throw some of the money over her fence in an effort to express her love for her. Police said that Rosley entered the Connecticut bank and demanded money from the teller who handed him an undetermined amount of cash. Authorities have yet to determine if Raleigh made it to all the way to Swift's home, as he said, but he repeatedly told cops he had a crush on the singer. He was spotted by state troopers in Rhode Island and led them on a chase back to Connecticut. He claimed he had tried to contact Swift, but she wasn't home. Rowley also said he plans on donating some of the money he stole back to the Ansonia Police Department in another effort to impress Swift. He was arrested for robbery in the second degree and larceny in the fourth degree, according to a press release by the Ansonia Police Department. Rowley remained held on a $100,000 bail. And Yvonne Staples, the baritone voice behind the soul group Staples Singers, she died in her hometown of Chicago. She was 80. Staples, who joined her sister Mavis and Cleotha on hits like Respect Yourself, I'll Take You There, and Heavy Makes You Happy, died at her home this week. She performed with her sisters along with their father, guitarist Roebuck Pop Staples, in churches across the south side of Chicago before cutting records and expanding beyond the Windy City in 1953. The group got their starts in the 40s after Pop taught his three daughters to sing. Together, the group crossed the line between gospel, pop, funk, and soul. In 1999, the singers were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for delivering music with a message. The staples evolved from gospel music to soulful pop, delivering hits in both genres, and the family group music was a vehicle for social activism, positive change, and love. The Staples Singles' performance at the 1972 Wax Tax Festival, often dubbed the Black Woodstock, was the highlight of a documentary about the event. Between 1971 to 75, the Staples Singles cracked the top 48 times. Yvonne's sister, Cleotha, the oldest of the Staples siblings, died in 2013 after a 12-year battle with Alzheimer's. She was 78 and Mavis Staples... 78 is the only remaining staple sister and is scheduled to perform at the Baton Rouge Blues Festival this Saturday. She also has an upcoming concert at the Suffolk Theater in Riverhead, New York in August. Pop Staples, he died on December 19, 2000. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great day, a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. 